Hey guys, it's CS Joseph, and welcome to the next episode of Season 18, Cognitive Mechanics. Uh, tonight we're going to be discussing the very first orbit. A uh, couple of things, people asking, like, why haven't I been around on YouTube? I actually uh, got extremely sick recently, and uh, was, uh... wow, did my camera just go out? That's just kind of odd. Recording paused. What for? I have no idea why. Weird. Apparently my camera just crashed. So, let's see. Why is this happening to me? I might have to restart the stream, guys, because I wasn't expecting the camera to just break on me uh, in the middle of uh, doing this. So, one second. I have to restart here. Bring that back. Hopefully this works. Not sure if you guys can still hear me, even though you can't see me. Camera not available. Yeah, one second. Okay, let's see now, am I back? Let me know when you guys can hear me, say something to denote that I'm back. In the meantime, I'm going to enjoy some Pellegrino until, you know, I find out if my audience is actually here, you know what I'm saying? Alright, it's good Pellegrino. Anyway, I've been sick. That's where I've been. That's the main point I'm trying to make. I've been sick. And I'm back now. Still trying to keep up with work. We just moved 311, like, we, we realized that we have over 400 pieces of content that we have to get on our WordPress site, and we have to do SEO for every single individual one of those 400 pages. It's insanity. And that's why I haven't been making much content, because I don't have people to do that for me. Although I do have people to do that for me. But I'm just saying, like, we need to get it done quickly, because I shouldn't be spending all that time, you know, like... So, because our SEO is horrible since we moved back to WordPress, and I'm glad we moved back to WordPress, but it's just been a nightmare. So, yeah. But yes, I am back. And yes, I have a lecture tonight, and it's really special because it's not a subject that I've spoken about very often or very much. If you guys are journeyman members, which in order to be on the stream, that means you are. Uh, thank you, by the way. Uh, but, uh, for all you journeyman member folks, or just members, the VIPs of the CSJ community, um, you get to see season 18, but you also get to see season 23, which is the How to Parent series. I think we just dropped How to Parent ESFPs, which was pretty good. Talk about how ESFPs kind of get screwed over by, like, literally everything in society. That sucks for them. 
But I also talk about a concept known as cognitive orbit. And cognitive orbit is absolutely critical and crucial in order to have uh, uh, the uh, successful parenting ability uh, when you're parenting uh, people. Really, really important. Uh, it's not as... Um, it's not as big a deal with certain other things, but cognitive orbit is happening all the time. Cognitive orbit is always there in your face, and a lot of people just not have been there yet. And no, Melissa, it has not uh, been announced yet. Uh, it's not been announced yet because we land landed into a legal issue and we had to make adjustments for that legal issue to make sure that we're compliant with the law before we actually announced the winner. That is being worked on, and I believe it may even be announced tomorrow. I think we'd planned for Veterans Day on that announcement, uh, it, or it may actually end up being next Tuesday or on the next Confessions of an ENTP episode. So just be aware that might literally be a thing. So, and uh, hopefully it is during confessions of an ENTP because I'll just like call people up or FaceTime them and just tell them straight up. That'd be fun. So, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll get back to the show on that. So, and the alarm is going off. Some random vehicle outside. Good times. So, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, this is uh, Season 18, Cognitive Mechanics, and tonight's episode is known as the First Cognitive Orbit. But in order to understand uh, cognitive orbits, and much less the first cognitive orbit, we need to kind of do a quick refresher on some of the concepts of what we've been talking about in the past. So we're going to be sharing the screen here and uh, looking at uh, a couple of uh, things here. So let's, uh, let's get this properly... Uh, titled uh, Cognitive Mechanics, Season 18, uh, First Orbit. Awesome. And uh, But before we do that, we need to talk about source functions. So source functions. And I need to make sure I'm not screwing somebody over and actually getting this link copied to the appropriate person right now. And there we go. Awesome. I did not forget. So let's talk about source functions. So we got to talk about source functions first. Do you guys know what source functions are? What are the source functions? Basically, it's, uh, it's the introverted cognitive functions. Introverted cognitive functions. Now, if you guys remember from uh, cognitive axis, as well as, um, gosh, what is it called? Um, you know, the, the compatibility was discussed in season five specifically, um, where the cognitive functions are interacting with each other. There's interplay, etc. cetera. Uh, season five content is extremely, um, extremely necessary. So, um, Dang, apparently bitrate's really low for some reason as well. Need to get that fixed. No idea why it's so low. But uh, 
source functions. Uh, so introverted cognitive functions, that is, those are the source functions. But why are they source functions? Well, because they're very internal, right? Introverted functions also meaning internal, whereas extroverted functions means external, right? And ex how can something external be a source? You know, like introverted functions are functions that we have within ourselves, and they're providing, uh, they're providing us with energy. They're providing us with things, right? So introverted sensing is providing with us with a sense of endurance, right? Or introverted intuition is providing us with a sense of willpower, right? Uh, introverted sensing again, sense of discipline. Introverted intuition again, sense of desire, right? Uh, there's also, but those are the perception functions. There's introverted feeling, which is a sense of value, a sense of self-worth. There's also um, uh, introverted thinking, which is a sense of logic, a sense of truth, right? So uh, let's actually like write those out. So we have truth, uh, we have value, right? And then, uh, and then like uh, really the past, the future, but also desire, and then, uh, or discipline, desire and discipline, basically, right? So these are the source functions, and uh, pretty important, although I just realized that I just wrote b behind myself, so let me adjust the camera for you guys appropriately to get my mug off of the whiteboard. All right, so yeah, truth, value, past, discipline, so TI, FI, SI and NI. Okay, so these are the source functions. And it's very, very important to know what these source functions can do for people, right? So, um, so this, uh, this actually provides attention. Uh, this provides desire. Uh, this provides worth, a sense of worth. Uh, this provides facts. Okay, uh, so ultimately these are like what's given when it comes to source functions. This is what people are getting out of using uh, source functions on uh, a regular basis, etc. In that regard, that's that's just kind of what they need. So facts, worth, attention, desire, really important. Okay, uh, but in order to understand cognitive uh, orbit, you have to understand source functions. Uh, expert thinking is not a source. Uh, expert feeling is not a source. Expert intuition is not a source, right? Uh, it's the opposite of source. And uh, another thing to understand is that if we're going to look at cognitive axis, these are also known as the objective functions. These are the objective functions, right? Whereas uh, Extroverted functions, those are subjective functions. They're very subjective extroverted functions, right? It's so funny listening to a TE user tell me that my TI is subjective. And I'm like, you're saying logic is subjective? Are you out of your mind? Oh, wait, yes, you are out of your mind. Um, but their values are not subjective. However, if you were to compare FI to TI and say which one's more objective, TI is still more objective. So TI is technically the most objective of all of the source functions because it's just a processing machine. It follows a system of logic and that doesn't change. 
you, uh, if you it, it will if you always give it the same input it will always provide you the same uh, output so that's why it is the most objective function that's not to say that fi is not objective as well it's just not as objective uh, to ti because fi uh, feelings fi values fi worth can, is still subject to change just not as much because it's up to the individual to decide SI is objective because one's own past or their sense of self-discipline is really just based off of their ability to endure and what they remember from the past. All that has happened before will happen again. It is, it is objective, it is. And what a person wants, what they desire, what they seek for their own selves and their own future, their own willpower is <coughs> objective. <coughs> Excuse me. Still coming off being sick. So these are the objective functions. Also known as source functions. It's all the same. Introverted functions, right? So if we're gonna look at objectivity versus subjectivity, it's kind of it's kind of a little it, it is it is a bit important, but I guess the best way to really kind of demonstrate this um, objectivity versus subjectivity within the functions. You draw an S and a more different S because then you get Trogdor, the burninator. All right. So little black dot, black area. <coughs> Got our traditional yin and yang here. The Taoist approach to how the universe works. It's no different with our psychology as human beings. No different whatsoever. As I fail at shading the sun and want to cough again. So, so where, um, so let's look at this. Okay, so the young represents the masculine, also the internal, right? It's like the, the internal force, okay? The internal force. And then you have the, uh, the yin, which represents the external force, okay? So this is literally how our souls work. We are an equilibrium of these two forces, positive and negative polarity. This is how magnetism works, for example. It's no different with our atoms, <coughs> the building blocks of life. You know, it's no different with our souls or our psychology. It's all the same. Yin and Yang equilibrium is the main building block of the universe as we know it. And it's interesting that Taoist monks figured that out long before uh, anyone else that we know. But yeah, this is literally where it goes. And our cognitive functions are directly attached to, you know, a certain side of the equilibrium. And uh, our introverted functions represent the internal force or the yang, basically. The extroverted functions represent the external force, also known as the yin. Okay. Very important. Okay. So, uh, and that's why on the yang side, the yang is where objectivity exists. Okay. The yang is objective. Okay. The yang is objective, whereas the yin, the yin is subjective, okay? So now you're like, well, what about the little black dot? And I'm like, okay, well, the thing is, though, is that a uh, if you notice, uh, 
SI is connected to NE, right, in an axis, then that's where, uh, so that little black dot is essentially the subjectivity that they're attached to, and vice versa, right, vice versa, between yin and yang equilibrium. So literally, the if you ever really want to understand the entire actual structure of the human soul, it literally is a yin and yang equilibrium. It's, it's identical. It's the same. It's how it works. It's constantly shifting back and forth. The external force also represents the great yin with the great yin of the universe, also known as chaos, etc. And the yang uh, represents like uh, the great the great will uh, set upon the chaos uh, to bring order to chaos. The great order, also known as God, as we know it, essentially. So, uh, and that represents the yang. Uh, so, it's like uh, something being applied to nothing, right? Uh, it's like the feminine, uh, the feminine or the allegory of the cave. The cave also being a vagina at the same time. Uh, you know, uh, women being filled by men, etc. It's uh, exerting their willpower or their seed upon the universe to bring life, right? This is literally the circle of life, as it were, all built within our psyches, okay? So, and all of these things you got to understand to know cognitive orbit, right? So, and we'll get into the first orbit in a second here. Um, so actually, we'll, we'll actually do, we'll actually, we lightly touched on the first orbit. So we're actually going to get into that right now, actually. So let's do, let's do the first orbit, shall we? So the first orbit naturally is going to be with SI and, um, which is pretty awesome. So SI, first orbit, right? And then it orbits, what does it orbit? It orbits SE. So we actually have represented here the internal and the external. We have the objective and we have the subjective, okay? Subjective from the standpoint. So let's let's actually look at an actual type of person. Um, so let's do this. Let's do um, let's do S E uh, T I F E N I. Oops, that's not accurate. Uh, N I, and then we're going to do um, S I T E F I N E. Okay, and this is an E S T P. All right. So we have an, we have an ESTP right here, which is pretty cool. ESTPs are dope. So, um, but what is where where does cognitive orbit come into play? What what does this actually mean? Cognitive orbit is this. We're gonna do it in blue, okay? But what is cognitive axis? Well, let's look at cognitive axis. Cognitive axis is in green. Okay, let's do another one, green. So remember, axis. Axis is connecting uh, these functions to each other. So SE is always connected to NI. What affects one affects the other. SI is always connected to NE. What affects one is connected to another. But from a uh, orbit standpoint, guess what? It's the same kind of. Uh, oops. How about I just not screw that up? Orbit is when what affects one function affects the other. So you have SE affecting SI. So when it comes to our minds, anything that affects these functions affects at least two other functions automatically. 
So if there's something affecting the SE, the SI is going to get hit. But then also the NI is going to get hit and the NE is going to get hit. So everything so as information flows through the human brain, throws through our, flows through our psyche, so many other functions are getting touched and it ends up creating this um, uh, Fibonacci effect. A Fibonacci of data processing, a Fibonacci effect um, of growth, right? So we could take all of this information flow and it literally becomes um, a growth pattern, zero, okay? And then it becomes one. And then uh, zero plus one is one. One plus one is two. Two plus one is three. Three plus uh, two is five. Uh, five plus three is eight. Uh, 8 plus 5 is 13, um, so uh, 8 plus uh, 13 is 21, right? And then 21 plus 13 is 34, right? And it's just this exponential growth cycle within the human psyche. This is ultimately the reason why we are so intelligent as a, as a race is literally when you combine cognitive axis and cognitive orbit. It gets even more complicated when you combine it with um, uh, what we discussed in the cutting edge episode. Uh, I think it's not the last one, but the previous one, where we're looking at the table that shows you how to create uh, actions, etc. So that's pretty crazy, right? But uh, this is kind of just mechanically how cognitive orbit works. But the first orbit is very interesting. Look at it this way. So. If you see what other people are doing because you're an ESTP and you're using your expert sensing hero right here, um, let's use some rainbow here. If you see what other people are doing with your SE hero, then invariably you're also gaining personal experience because you're seeing what other people are doing and you yourself are gaining experience. This is why we have something called kinesthetic learning. Anyone thought about that? Kinesthetic learning. This is literally learning styles, folks. Cognitive orbit is learning styles, okay? Kinesthetic learning, right? You see what other people are doing, and then you know what to do. It's because you are gaining experience. You are learning based on what other people are doing. This is why, for example, you can't ask an ESTP to just read a book. Because when they're reading a book book reading uh, in terms of their learning would actually impact these two functions. ESTPs hate reading books. They just do. Whereas uh, book reading, solo. We'll say solo book reading. Now, if someone is reading them a book, what it actually does, reading a book, will target their extroverted sensing, hero. And then they'll learn faster because someone is reading them the book. They are not being they, and it's a shared experience with a third party. You see what I'm saying? Which then ends up sending and creating data in their SI. And then they'll actually remember. This is why if you ask an ESTP to read a book in school, they're likely going to fail their English test. <laughs> it's like 10th grade. 10th grade, sophomore high school, you got an ESTP in your classroom and you're being like, hey, you need to read the crucible. You got a test on it. The uh, ESTP reads the, reads the crucible. They take the test. They get a D. And you tell them and you make them feel like they're stupid. You make them feel like they're a bad kid. 
Well, you're either a bad parent or a bad teacher because you don't understand the ESTP. Whereas if you were to read the, to the ESTP, the book, the crucible, it becomes a shared experience within their expert sensing. And then they remember absolutely everything because the memory that is being committed into their introverted sensing, their objective learning function, not their subjective learning function like their expert sensing, their objective learning function as a result, that objective function ends up able to remember. And they can remember because someone was doing it with them, you see. And it's because it's much more, uh, it's, it's committed to their introverted sensing. That's literally how they should be. But, you know, our society thinks that everyone should just be able to read a book and then have this thing called reading comprehension <clears throat> and then regurgitate all of that out on a test to test their reading comprehension. But society is prejudiced and racist towards ESTPs because they're expecting them to have reading comprehension, the attention span of an SJ type. They don't because they have lower introverted sensing. Their introverted sensing is in their unconscious. It is unconscious, which means their introverted sensing is not going to be able to bring those concepts conscious because they did it themselves. They read the book themselves. They read it themselves. So the memory is unconscious and not available to their ego when they're taking the test. You prejudiced freaks. Why are you making a freaking education system that is built for harming children and you all claim that you're not racist because you're not, oh, you know, that person's color of the skin, you know, the, the, you're not making it about that. I'm telling you, every single person on this planet is racist. Every single person on this planet is prejudiced. And here's why. Because of our cognition. And I'm so sick and tired of it. Like, seriously. Our cognition. You all are so biased. You all are so prejudiced. Prejudging other people to make people to follow the standard of what you think they should be like. Or maybe they're more like you. Or maybe they're more like the people you're compatible with. Or maybe they're your highest camaraderie. Like, I'm sorry. You're all, you all are racist. You all are prejudiced. You guys don't understand cognitive minorities. And guess what? All of the 16 types, each one of those types has a particular minority about them. So y'all getting all in a, in, a, in, a, in a hissy fit about, you know, racism in the Western society or in the world. But you don't even realize that psychologically you're all racist anyway because of how you judge your children because the education system, because how you judge your parents, because how you judge everybody, because you're all freaking judgmental, because you're all prejudge everybody. It's annoying. How about you don't do that? I don't do that. Do you know why? Because, you know, that meme, you know too much psychology. That moment when you can't get mad at anyone because you can explain every reason why they do something. Yeah, see, imagine if the world had that. That would be nice. Instead of this bullshit education society that just shits on ESTPs for having a low attention span and telling them that they need to be on ADD, ADHD, and then I watched my ESTP cousin buy that for some reason. Anyway, I'm just triggered today. I don't know why, but uh, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, 
mentally, because of Cognitive Orbit, we're putting this poor ESTP at a huge disadvantage right now because the objective function for their orbit is much lower and they're unconscious, and it is unconscious. Their memories are unconscious, whereas what's happening right now, the SE, is unconscious or is conscious or what has been done with other people is conscious. You want to increase an ESTP's reading comprehension? Read them the book. They will have more comprehension than you because they're SE hero. Let's think about it. Would SE hero or SI child have higher uh, reading comprehension? Which one? Well, if, the S, if they're both reading books by themselves, the SI hero or the SI child will have more reading comprehension naturally. But if the SI child is reading to the ESTP, the ESTP with SE hero will have more reading comprehension than the SI child. Ding, 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 ding. Think about it. You see? Like, it's so frustrating. But this is like literally how this works. So, paying attention is a shared experience for SC users, but attention span comes from introverted sensing and they don't have much introverted sensing so they end up getting screwed you know they end up getting screwed most of all so it's not fair it's because they don't have their they don't have objective memory they have subjective memory because they need a subject to hold the memories it's totemic memory the person reading the book to them is a subject it is external that's why it is subjective where for me, I read a book and I retain it all. It is internal. It is objective. And so many people in this audience shit on me for relying on anecdotes. But I'm sorry, my anecdotes are objective compared to your subjective shared experience. Get over it. And yet, you all are prejudiced against me now because of it. You see what I'm saying, folks? Like, you gotta understand, like, we judge each other so much for no reason other than us being ignorant. We are ignorant AF as a race. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Stop being so judgmental. I was in a parent-teacher conference earlier today for my son, and I'm trying to explain to this woman how her mind works so she stops judging him like an SJ. Oh, he's not, he's not, he's not fulfilling our SJ standards that we have for children. We expect all children to behave like SJs in formal education. And uh, your son is not adhering to those SJ standards. And I'm like, well, would you be, would you consider holding him to NJ standards? Well, we don't, we don't think NJ standards exist because we're prejudiced. That, that was literally, metaphysically, in a nutshell, how our discussion actually occurred today, which sucks and is pathetic. Thank you for harming children, society. Thank you for harming each other, society. So I'm just using some real practical examples to show you the power of cognitive orbit and the power of this cognitive orbit, which is the SISE orbit, okay? very very important right well let's look at another example let's look at it from an example of say an ISTJ 
Let's look at an, an ISTJ approach. So an ISTJ orbit, I'm going to have some SI, some TI, some FI, or some TE, some FI, some NE. I'm going to do some SE, some TI, some FE, some NI. Okay? We got ourselves an ISTJ, right? And we got ourselves some orbit coming here. And we got ourselves some axis coming here and coming here. Okay? So for the sake of this orbit, we're talking about introverted sensing. Now, the ISTJ often does really great in education because they have the highest attention span because they have SI Hero, the most attention span. Uh, and because of that, they can oftentimes come off as oblivious because it's like, I'm not really aware of what other people are doing. And so they oftentimes get labeled as oblivious because of their physical surroundings. They're not as aware. And uh, they get labeled oblivious by their teachers or by their friends, etc. And, oh, that guy's just a bookworm, so he's just an oblivious bookworm, etc. Because the unconscious is not conscious, okay? So it's, it's, it's really ridiculous how that is. It's just, you know, SE is not conscious, okay? So... This is how it ends up coming out, you know, introverted sensing, super high attention span for what they are doing for themselves, but not what other people are doing. They don't have an attention span for what others are doing. So they're labeled oblivious bookworm by their friends or their coworkers or who knows. And things happen. And this what this ends up happening is, is that they have a low reaction time, right? Whereas the ESTP has a high reaction time because reaction is SE. That's what reaction is. Reaction is SE, okay? So, whereas SI doesn't really tend to react as quickly, right? So, ISTJs have to utilize self-discipline in order to force themselves to react and react quickly. Whereas an SE hero or an SE parent, an SP types will always have the fastest reaction time uh, than anybody else, which is amazing so funny to watch INFJs thinking that they have the fastest reaction time. They probably can with their SE aspirational. Uh, and I remember my INFJ mentor constantly claiming about how fast his reaction time was. And I'm like, you don't have reaction time worth a crap, dude. Like, seriously, you don't. You think you do, but you really don't. I remember thinking that myself. It's like, whatever. I mean, uh, you have an ESTP in your family and he's way faster than you are and you're way younger than him and it's kind of funny but you're like trying to like use your ENFP shadow to give you credit about that so you can feel useful and good about yourself when literally nobody around you even remotely cares in the least because we don't and it, it's just so funny to watch him prop himself up in that way and it's just like bro there's no point so Throwing bags at STPs at work. They are always ready. Yes, they are always ready. Yes. Reaction time, readiness. That is SE. So within the context of this orbit, remember, guys, what affects one function affects the other, and it is a two-way street. This is really important. So two-way street, okay, up and down, okay? So if uh, so, an ISTJ that's very worried about what happens to other people uh, because they're trying to, you know, use their SE to protect my comfort, protect 
ma comfort ma ma comfort right and uh or or they they have something uncomfortable and then they can actually uh, so this goes up here you know they protect my comfort so that they could be comfy oh yeah i love me my comfy but then sometimes they get uncomfy crap someone's making me uncomfy Urgh, i don't like this it's going back this other way so now i'm going to make others uncomfy you know others uncomfy and they can get a little ragey about it sometimes they make other people's uncomfy it's especially bad if this is on a inferior demon <laughs> orbit what happens then huh what happens on an inferior demon orbit? let's look at chase let's look let's look at an entp huh shall we let's look at an entp how is an entp going to handle this cognitive orbit right let's see All right, so we got we got we got our we got our orbit, you know. So SI, SE, right? Got our two axes in here, you know. But this particular orbit, this is the first orbit, right? So what happens? Okay, well, people make me uncomfy. So I guess that means I get to ruin their day. I will ruin their day until i'm comfy again you see what i'm saying what affects one affects the other okay this is literally how it comes in and out of our souls folks so yeah yeah protect my comfort and uh i need i need my si inferior comfort it's so funny because my wife she has se hero and sometimes the way she gets in bed is the most annoying thing in the world to my si inferior because she my blankets they need to be perfect and you know for an se inferior they're so afraid of making me uncomfortable they're going to be very precise and very surgical with how they get in out of bed my bed basically uh whereas she she's just a she's just a windstorm a whirlwind coming into bed and i'm like woman you can't whirlwind in the bed nope you can't do that. This is not World of Warcraft, and you are not a warrior class. This is not going to work. Nope. Nope. You need to be a druid in cat form, soft, you know, and uh, and uh, precise, and feline, and prowl your way into bed, not whirlwind. Don't don't summon a hurricane. You can't cast cyclone on me. This is not going to work. I, I tell my wife with my world of warcraft references cyclone ain't gonna work so yep that, that's literally how istj complaining works so folks this is cognitive orbit like this is literally how it what affects one affects the other essentially and it can manifest in so many different ways right if i get uncomfortable in the first orbit which is introverted sensing to extroverted sensing introverted sensing being a source function being the objective function extroverted sensing being the subjective function if i am uncomfortable then i will ruin other people's days i will find the source of whoever is making me uncomfortable whoever is providing me that negative se and then my se will destroy them my demon will come out and make sure that they leave my inferior function alone I, I there have been times where i've gotten so enraged at my wife se demon rage because 
she stepped on something or she made me uncomfortable. She didn't even want to. It would just happen because she's just a walking hurricane, this woman. She's a walking hurricane. She just is. And she's very loud and very hurricane and very S-E wind, hardcore wind, right? And my Zen garden, you know, so, you know, you got my, uh, you got my little, uh, you got my little Zen garden here, Chase's Zen garden, you know, Chase's Zen garden, it's nice. And then all of a sudden, someone's NI is trying to burn it down. They're burning my Zen garden. Oh, and then it's like, fine, <clears throat> I'm going to summon this big ass demonic hurricane. It's literally Chase's own Sharknado demon sharknado and let's see let's see how I, I you you gonna burn my zen garden down are you gonna burn my zen garden okay fine here's a sharknado what are you gonna do now huh huh what you gonna do about it right that's like literally how that works you gotta watch out for the sharknado okay and that's literally my se demon it's a sharknado a demon sharknado they got like red glowing eyes and like teeth and whatnot and horns so that could be like a huge problem. Don't don't burn my Zen garden. Don't. My SI is my nice Zen garden. Don't touch it. You touch it, the Sharknado will come. You know. So it's not it's not a not not a good thing. Be nice be nice to it. So again, what affects one affects the other. This also works really really well in teaching. In parenting, uh, the parenting lectures, I talked about how cognitive orbit. Sometimes, you know, when you have a child and you're parenting them, when they hit adolescence, their ego is fully formed, and, and then they start protecting their ego. They start protecting their ego investments, right? This is a big problem when they're protecting their ego and their ego investments because if or when they do that, you can't grow the functions in the top four functions of their head anymore because they're basically adults. Their ego is there. So what you have to do is you have to target the unconscious. You have to go for the four functions in their unconscious, and then you have to start parenting those functions instead so that through cognitive orbit, the energy gets sent up to their ego, and then those functions that are not developed enough in their ego, like their parent function, starts to be developed. So for example, if you have an ENTP child, let's use an ENTP child. What's the orbit? Well, to develop a parent function in an ENTP, you have to hammer them with data, constant data, input all the time, rational thinking, rationale, stats. You have to inundate them. You give them so much information that they can't process it all. And then they will take the time to process your input, which will cause their TI parent to become stronger. Instead of just going to the ENTP and asking them what they think as a teenager, that ain't going to be good. You're going to have to throw sources and data and input and rationale and stats down their throats so that's too much to process, so that they're forced to take the time to process and actually think. And it forces verification, folks. Forces verification. Okay? And that practice and verifying grows their TI parent, okay? This is another example of how to use cognitive orbit in a social engineering situation, right? <laughs> so what impacts one function affects another, all right? So if introverted sensing, 
All it is, this is how the first orbit works from an introverted sensing standpoint. They, uh, it's like, I see what other people are doing, so now I know what I should do, okay? I see what others are doing, so I know what I should do. Or, I, I know what I should do, so those other people better do it because I have to do it. That's another way of looking at it. Or, I want to be comfy. If I'm not comfy, I'm not going to make them comfy. Oh, those people are making me comfy. I'm going to make them comfy too, right? That's how that works, okay? Or if, uh, or if, wow, those people are really uncomfortable right now, and that guy is making them uncomfortable. I'm going to go make him uncomfortable. That's a very ESTP way of doing it, very ESFP way. They find that one person in the crowd that's making everybody else uncomfortable, and then they go make that one person uncomfortable so that they stop because it bothers the SE users present that that's happening. That's another example of cognitive orbit, okay? Super, super important. I just did an ESFP example, okay? So, there you guys have it. Cognitive mechanics, the first orbit, right? Talking about uh, source functions, objective functions, kinesthetic learning and how ESTPs are consciously crapped on. It's not just ESTPs, it's all high SE users. This is literally how it works for them. SI versus ESE, what affects one directly affects the other. What goes into one comes out the other and vice versa. It is a literal two-way street between the unconscious and the conscious, can be used for development, uh, and it also directly impacts a ton of different social situations on a regular basis. So that's it for this episode, Cognitive Mechanics uh, for Season 18, uh, the first orbit, and now begins our members Q&A session that is specifically related to this particular lecture. So with that, uh, go ahead and uh, let's um, maybe discuss my Sharknado or something. What questions do you guys have about the first orbit? How does this work with a child trickster orbit? It's the same kind of thing. It's it, again, it's the same thing. So like an SE child, an SE child has to uh, see what other people are doing for in order for it to know what it should do. It's just really, 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 really hard. Really hard. If you're trying to teach someone to develop their SI trickster, it's going to be a lot more effort that has to go in there. You're going to have to use multiple orbits at that time because the SI trickster is like trying to put a, uh, a round a screw in a square hole. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right. Uh, what's uh, what's the next question? I'm not going up in chat. So you guys, you guys want, you're going to have to re-ask your questions. General Kenobi, I just said, only ask questions relating to the specific lecture. And yes, I'll, I'll consider that. Um, I'm 
do you have an example to clarify how NI is subjective compared to NE is subjective? Yes, I do have an example, and I will be discussing that uh, on uh, at a future cognitive orbit. I believe it's the next episode, actually. The NINE episode is next. If you're a forgetful NP, do you have to learn in a similar way an SE user does? No, you have to develop your self-discipline and force yourself to do things you don't want to do in order for you to be successful. You have to force yourself to read stuff that's outside your comfort zone. I, it was very uncomfortable for me to study the occult, but I did. Next question. How would parent inferior access compare to hero and child? Uh, basically, it's 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 basically the same. It's like it's you have one optimistic function with one pessimistic function, right? Whereas when you're looking at cognitive orbit, you have optimistic to optimistic, pessimistic to pessimistic. So that's that's an important point to bring up. So. <clears throat> Yeah, don't forget, guys. Uh, so orbit, uh, you you have uh, like optimistic versus pessimistic. They're the same, uh, but uh, in axis they're different. It's different. You have a you have an optimistic uh, with a pessimistic, which gives you this like positive negative polarity. Whereas in orbit, you're going to get a double pessimistic or you're going to get a double optimistic, right? And that could be that could be a really big deal. Uh, that's the, and that's one of the reasons why it's like the, it literally is a two-way street between the functions and how the data can actually flow. Uh, whereas it's back and forth with an axis. An axis is just trying to like, okay, do I flip my function around to see if it solves this problem? Oh, nope, go back. Okay, go to the orbit, go to the unconscious. Can I grab anything from the unconscious to help solve my problem? Oh, no, I can't. Uh, Etc. And it's literally just the mind uh, developing its neural pathways. A cognitive orbit is a form of neural pathway. Okay, just like a cognitive axis is a form of a neural pathway. All right, these are different kinds of neural pathways that go uh, in different ways. Uh, orbit is more of like a backdoor, uh, whereas axis uh, with a, a backdoor with a two-way street, whereas an axis is like a it's like a look at it this way um uh orbit uh orbit equals uh dc it's like direct current whereas axis equals uh alternating current uh ac essentially it's the same it's the same approach okay so ac dc axis and orbit uh, and shows you just how much our souls are and nervous systems are electrical systems basically okay um does that answer your question, uh, Alchemist? Okay, uh, aren't extroverted functions a bit internal since they're looking at the collective, both the user and the people around, or is it just because of its orbit in the shadow? It's just because of its orbit in the shadow. You can actually make the argument that, um, you can actually make the argument that um, there are no external functions, actually. You could actually make the argument that there doesn't, ex there is no, it's like saying that uh, cold doesn't exist. It's just absence of heat. 
Um, so there, you could actually argue that there is no such thing as extroverted functions in the brain. You could just say you have these two introverted functions uh, that just happen to be at this slot uh, within your ego and these two introverted functions that happen to be in this particular slot uh, in your unconscious and uh, and they just have this weird byproduct of extroverted uh, functions etc and whatnot i am live streaming right now i will call you back so um just to um just to kind of put in perspective you can make an argument that extroverted functions don't exist just like you can make an argument that gravity doesn't exist right there's no evidence to show that gravity exists gravity is like a byproduct right so when you're looking at the the science of the universe trying to understand how the universe works extroverted functions don't actually exist they don't only the introverted objective ones actually exist just like if you're looking at the yin and yang the yang is the only thing that actually exists the yin doesn't exist okay so think about that um so yeah rock and cognitive orbit acdc is book reading both si as well as te te is just how you organize your thoughts and your memories it's not necessarily the same uh per se it's just it's more of the how it's not the why i guess uh to answer your question deepa and uh candace says is ti only subjective when the information is no longer up to date no it's still objective regardless if the information is out of date that just means ti is going to produce a bad fe output that's all it is it's an fe output right it's a bad output has not it's not bad ti there's net there's no such thing as bad ti there's only a such thing as bad input which leads to a bad output it's not the ti's fault it's not the ti's fault it's the input's fault you see what i'm saying this is why ti heroes especially come off as super mega arrogant because from their point of view they just follow logic they'll be right every time but if you give them bad input they will have a bad answer it's that simple they're nothing more than a calculator okay gravity yeah it could be a byproduct yeah byproduct of mass yeah um can you give an example of se uh, si orbit in estps uh compared to infjs no i can't. well okay sure i can um so doing an infj example expert sensing inferior i'm going to go out of my way to perform for all you people and show you my worth i'm going to show you my worth oh but you don't care oh okay so because you don't care i'm not since you don't care about me i'm not going to care about me either i'm and then i'm just going to go cut myself there is that a good example uh for you uh, for infjs like i like i i'm sorry like that's that's reality that's from my own memories i have lived that with an infj does that answer your question alchemist um no i don't i don't think you're trying to trigger me candace uh maybe that's more of a te thing like updating rules it is it is yes absolutely it is updating rules are super important this is why no one human can do it ti while it can have perfect logic 
And sometimes its logic can break down if it is a lower TI, like a TI child or a TI inferior and so on and so forth. The problem is, is that it, it's still just a machine. It's still just, you know, it needs input and it still provides output. That's all it does. It doesn't do very much. So how useful is it? You see what I'm saying? That's why no one person can do it. That's why all of humanity's cognition has to be represented at the table in order to uh, get that, um, you know, get that finished, etc. So, you know, like, yeah, I know, Anthrax. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's like, hey, I'm going to perform for you. Oh, you don't notice me? Notice me, Senpai. Notice me. Oh, you don't notice me? Well, I'm not going to notice myself then. And then, like, self-destruction activate the INFJ cognitive orbit way in a negative way. Or in a positive way, it's like, oh, you notice me? Oh, thank you so much for actually noticing me. Oh, it's so great. I guess I'll take care of myself more because you're noticing me. Like, come on, shouldn't you be taking care of yourself already? They really, really rely on external feedback in order for them to be motivated to take care of themselves. Otherwise, they won't take care of themselves by default, something I'm often trying to teach INFJs not to do. So, well, that's awesome that you've never been able, to, that you've never harmed yourself. That's, that's great. I, I don't know what your age is, Kenobi. I don't know how much you've suffered. Some of them suffer more. Maybe you have parents or people in your life that give you consistent positive feedback for everything you do, or maybe you are a top performer. That's awesome. But what happens when all those things are taken away from you? Do you have the uh, sense of moral integrity and character to be able to not succumb to your FI critic? Do you have that, Mr. Kenobi? Or have you had a really really awesome support structure your whole life that you're used to it's kind of like playing mass effect and all those people that are on the presidio all right or the presidium i don't remember what it what, what it's called uh and they're just not exactly aware that there's a war going on because of the normalcy bias my question to you kenobi do you have normalcy bias based on the people giving you all the positive feedback in your life and let me ask you this is that positive feedback actually real or are they enabling you have you been able to verify that as well? So just keep that in mind. I, I, I'm sure you do struggle all the time. Having an ESTP father, it's hard. It's really hard. My INFJ mentor had an ESTP father, and they constantly would come to blows all the time. And his father even admitted to me recently that he had definitely messed him up, and he regrets messing him up. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah. All right. So ISTPs, yes, they can be very suicidal. Uh, I'd say ISTPs and INFJs have the propensity of being the most suicidal of all the types, especially with that melancholy uh, vice that ISTPs have, for sure. Um, well, then you're an outlier or you're not an INFJ. Either one. It's pretty cool, you know. You may you may be like um, what's it, um, Simon Sinek, right? Why not? Can you define focus and attention? Well, yeah. So attention, 
Attention is like you're sitting down and you're in a room and you pay attention and you know all of the everything in this room, right? Whereas an NI person sits down and they just they just look at what the one piece of the room they want to look at. And they are focusing on that one thing and the only thing that's real to them is what they're focusing on. And there's nothing else really in the room that's real to them. Whereas the person who is attentive, everything present is is real to them. Whereas the NI user, it gets focused. This is why oftentimes NI users, especially NJs, need to wear glasses because they focus so much on one thing and bring things up so close. And that's the only thing real to them, etc. You see what I'm saying? Whereas that would be a problem, you know, in other cases. So does that answer your question? I'm definitely unconscious focus. In fact, this is why I still struggle to accept my type. I use SI and NE a lot. Well, look at ISFJ then. Okay, uh, out there uh, thought uh, in the yin yang, all is encased in a black circle. Do you suppose that means all subjectivity holds up to that is objective? It has to, and vice versa, in order for it to be in perfect equilibrium. Uh, see, the thing is, is that uh, everything is subject to entropy. Everything is subject to the yin, and the yin provides challenge to the masculine internal force of the yang. And the yang must continue to push and push the and bring order to chaos consistently, or else everything will succumb to chaos. <coughs> the foreign object is actually <coughs> the yang. The yang itself, the white part, is the foreign object because chaos is the default. <coughs> you could say that chaos preceded uh, the yang, basically. I don't think you have that many ESTPs. Someone's mistyped there. There's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. Nope. Nope. It's extremely rare for family, even extended family, to have the same type. It's extremely rare. <coughs> it just doesn't happen. Not unless, not unless like one of those family members has multiple wives or has had children with multiple mothers, and even then, it's extremely rare. So weird, both my brothers are SE users. Okay, fair enough. All right, is that is that it? Is that, uh, is that everything with our Q&A session, folks? Do we have any more to add? I have to, uh, I haven't finished my dinner yet. Did you guys like this lecture? What do you guys think? A little bit different than stuff we've talked about. I wonder if this was, uh, I wonder if this is what you guys were uh, expecting from Cognitive Orbit. So let me know in the comments below. I'd like to hear about that. Uh, I don't know why you were triggered this morning, Candace. I'm sorry. Hopefully you're, you're, you're better. Um, yeah, but like, I I get, but people's, okay, Deepa, that is a conversation that we need to take offline, uh, so we'll, we'll have that conversation at a different location in time. Uh, 
wouldn't that make the NJ the oblivious bookworm and not the STJ? No, it wouldn't because they have expert sensing. They could, if things are actively happening around them, they're not oblivious. But if they're in a room where nothing is actively happening around them, then they are oblivious. Does that make sense? That's cognitive orbit. Okay. Um, and uh, is it still rare to have the same types within a family if the family doesn't know each other? Yes. Yes, alchemist. Yes. It is still rare. And I will make this crazy claim. No, actually, I'm not going to make a crazy claim right now. Nope. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, do that. Well, Candace, just move out. You got that. Just move out. You're good after that. All right, folks. Well, that's it for this episode of Season 18. If you guys want to keep uh, getting these episodes, go to csjoseph.life forward slash members, become a member, or uh, stay signed up to our email list so that you can receive one of these every single month. Uh, if you do unsubscribe uh, from any of our lists, I believe you are unsubscribed from this one. So make sure that uh, you don't unsubscribe or else you'll like lose out on season 18. But if you want to watch all the season 18 episodes, csjoseph.life forward slash members, and you guys get access to all those, and it is the uh, dopest. Uh, Oil of Rangano does not help me, Melissa. Uh, anyway, I will see you all later, and uh, you have a good night, and I'll see you guys uh, next month. Bye-bye.